Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am your host, Tom Barton, Sports Garden Network. Guys, check out all that we do at sportsgarden.com, G-A-R-T-E-N. You want any questions, have any any concerns, anything that you want to talk about, it's Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N, over on Facebook, over at Twitter, hashtag S-G-N. We got a lot to do today. We did it last week, had a lot, a good time, a lot of feedback from you guys about the AFC and NFC East. Well, today it's the AFC and NFC North, the division where I think that there's the most value in on a betting aspect. I see a lot of teams I'm pretty high on, a lot of teams I'm selling on, but overall for me, there's a lot of enthusiasm in the betting market for both of these teams. So we'll go down and we'll talk about, you know, all of that and and who I think we could make some money on and where we should be putting our money towards. Because I do believe that the market has dictated that both of these leagues Uh, Both these divisions, I should say, both of them have a big opportunity for a buying opportunity. So, well, let's get into it. We're going to start at the top. The Cincinnati Bengals were the Super Bowl representative from the AFC. In a very weird way, right? Nobody expected Cincinnati. They kind of came out of nowhere. I was giving the stats last year over and over, and I continued to tell everybody, well, you know what? No Super Bowl winner, you know, has come out of the, the outside of the top five in odds preseason. I mean, it was getting almost stale. It was getting almost to the NBA level. And here come the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, they didn't win it, but they went there, and you had a great hedging opportunity had you had them at the 25-1 to or more odds. Uh, It was even up to 40-1 to in some spots preseason. Well, they're not going to be that again. Cincinnati is a team that everybody's kind of high on again this year. Joe Burrow comes back. Joe Mixon comes back. Obviously, Chase. Obviously, Higgins. You got the offensive weapons there. The defense is still pretty good, even though Bates was holding out. I think Bates gets into camp. You look at what Cincinnati did last year. A lot of it was magical, though. And this is not to knock Cincinnati at all, but a lot of it was a magical run. And the magical run where things like Joe Burrow to win the MVP, are getting it's getting very popular. But Joe Burrow had a bigger expectancy than anybody else in the NFL as far as passing yard expectancy. Meaning, he, look, he, he I don't want to say he got lucky, okay? Because Joe Burrow certainly didn't get lucky, but he overperformed where he should have. And the Cincinnati Bengals are a team that I expect to run the ball more this year. Cincinnati's offensive line is a little bit of a concern for me this year. The fact that Cincinnati now has to go through this brutal schedule is a little bit of a concern. I also think Baltimore is going to be better. I also think Pittsburgh has a chance to be better. Uh, When Deshaun Watson gets back, Cleveland has a chance to get better if he gets back. It's not a navigational kind of situation where, where where you're happy if you're Cincinnati. So everyone's kind of buying on Cincinnati. I, I'm not sitting here and telling you to take the under. And the under, depending on where you're looking, 10 and a half or 11. I'm not telling you to take the under on Cincinnati, but I'm going to go walk you through the schedule and tell you I'm a little, a little concerned with people that are just jumping on them and thinking that this is going to be a magical run. Look, they went 14 and seven against the spread last year. That was a magical run. It was good for second overall in the NFL. The number two team overall in the NFL when all was said and done at covering the spread. Cincinnati, eight and 13 
to the over. So they were an under team, despite everything that they do on offense. They were an under team. They come out of the box with some competition, but I think that they're going to be okay early on. It's the late slate of games that worries me. At home against Pittsburgh opening night. Okay, look, they're at home. They're going to be the favorites. I know it's Pittsburgh. I know, you know, they're, they could always be tough and Tomlin's always tough, but we don't know if we're getting Trubinsky or Kenny Pickett. I think that you could chalk that up as a win. At Dallas, tough game, right? It's going to be one of those games where you don't know, but again, they'll be favored. They'll be favored against the Jets, favored against Miami. Those four, first four games, I don't know if they go 4-0, but the lines makers are going to put them as a 4-0 team. Then you get at Baltimore, that's a tough game. At New Orleans, tougher than people expect. Atlanta, Cleveland, on the road, Carolina. Their first half of the schedule, guys, look at the first nine weeks. They very well could drop one to Baltimore, could drop one either on the road to New Orleans or Dallas. I'm looking at them and I'm going, I see a seven and two team here. Six and three at worst. So you're going, wait a minute, Tom, why are you, why are you selling on Cincinnati? Well, here's the thing. Come back from the bye week. At Pittsburgh, tough place to play in, I can't even say the name of the new field. It's old Heinz Field, right? Tough place to play. That's a tough game at Pittsburgh. And by week 11, they're going to have their quarterback figured out. That's going to be a tough game. At Tennessee, very tough game to go into Tennessee, by the way, who uh, uh, Ryan Tattle averages 10 wins a year. It doesn't get any credit, but okay. Those are two tough games. Kansas City at home, another tough game. And you get Cleveland at home. Then you got to go to Tampa and Tom Brady. To New England on Christmas Eve and face Belichick. Buffalo at home. Baltimore at home. So while I look at the first half of the schedule and I go, I see a 7-2 and two team. I look at the second half of the schedule and I go, ah, those last eight games, I, I, I can see 2-6. and six. Right? I mean, I really could. I could see, look, I could see them losing New England, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, all on the road. I could see them losing to Buffalo at home. Kansas City at home, maybe Baltimore at home. I mean, you know, you, you could get one win in the last half of the, that schedule. And from a lines makers and a betting perspective, Cincinnati comes out, guns ablaze. They're going to be red hot. They're going to be the team. And they're going to come out, you know, seven and two, eight and one maybe. They're going to be, oh, man, they're going to be crushing the world. Well, those second half lines are going to be favoring the opposition. Those second half lines, that plus money is going to look real good. That's something to keep in mind. How about the Baltimore Ravens? The Baltimore Ravens are a team that I told you guys weeks ago, uh, months ago, if you're listening to my Sunday show, Sunday Want to Bet show every single Sunday, 100 stations across America on Sports Garden Network. You guys can go check that out. Um, I told you guys months ago, right after the Super Bowl, I said, I'm taking the Ravens at 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I'm taking Lamar Jackson at 25 to 1 to win the MVP because. I know how many injuries this team had last year, and I like what they're doing. Now, the Lamar Jackson contract talk and all that lingers over that, it, it, it worries me. It does. I can't say it doesn't. It, it soured me a little bit, not only for Lamar for the MVP, but it certainly has soured me overall for the Baltimore Ravens as a whole. It soured me on this team, but not enough that I can't still find value. The over-under for this team, again, depending on where you're looking, guys, could be exceptionally valuable. I'm seeing nines out there. Uh, Baltimore, look, Baltimore's a playoff team. They, they had more injuries than anybody in the history of the NFL last year. Now, I know that J.K. Dobbins is on the pub list. I know that Edwards is on a pub list. I get it. 
But I like Bateman. And, and they did lose Brown. I like Bateman to fill in for Brown. I'm not worried about that. I think Andrews has another big year. I love the defense. Okay. I, they, they lost two cornerbacks in camp, basically, right? Very early in the season. That, that just devastated their secondary. You put both those cornerbacks back. Pro Football Focus has one of them ranked in the top 10. Guys, I think their defense is vastly underrated. Vastly underrated. This is a team that despite all of that last year, despite all the problems, all the issues, all the, the question marks, and oh, oh man, Baltimore's terrible. Oh, Baltimore's banged up. Baltimore couldn't get out of its own way. They were still 8-9 against the spread. Yeah, right there. With all of that going on. Still right there. No problem. Missing secondary members. Couldn't get it done. Oh, my goodness. They were just beat up and terrible. 8-9 eh, against uh, on the over-under. So they're fine. They were fine. I like what they start off with, and I do like how they end with their kind of their, the faith in their fate in their own hands, right? You start off against the Jets. I think that's a win. Uh, it's one of my, my circled games in week one. I, I know the Lamar thing is throwing me off, but I think that's a win. At home against Miami, they're 2-0. In New England? All right, I mean, you got to say that they're going to lose that game, but I don't think it's a layup. Buffalo at home, Cincinnati at home, that's a tough part of their schedule. Then they get the Giants. That's a win. Cleveland at home, that's a win. At Tampa, at New Orleans, again, two very tough games. I think that that you're looking after nine weeks. They're a four-win team if everything goes wrong, but I got five wins there. Then they come back after the break. After the break where everyone should start being healthy, Dobbins start being back into the flow. After the break, you got Carolina at home. That's a win. Jacksonville in Jacksonville, that's a win. Denver at home, I think that's a win. At Pittsburgh will be a little tough. At Cleveland will be a little tough. Say you split those, that's four wins just in the second half. At Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta at home, that's five. Pittsburgh at home, they're going to split the season series, so that could be six. And then Cincinnati, uh, look, I got, if everything goes wrong, I have this team winning 10 games. They could be, what, a 12, 13-win team? I mean, I really can think this team just exploding. If Lamar Jackson was signed and happy, and he was signed and happy early in the offseason, I'd probably be all in on this team. But I like them plus money. They're plus like 225 to win the division. I like them to win the Super Bowl at 25 to 1 odds, okay, just because I'm going to have a hedging opportunity. I certainly like them over the nine wins depending on where you're finding it, nine, nine and a half. I, I like them over that. I think they're a 10-win team with my eyes closed. Let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that I made massive money on last year. Last year, in the preseason, right here, I told you guys, Pittsburgh to sip, and I had Josh Taylor on, I had Ryan Shazier on, okay, to talk about, because I couldn't figure out what the Lions makers were doing. Pittsburgh last year, to not go under 500 which, by the way, Mike Tomlin has never done, was my biggest bet of the season. Cash that. My biggest prop play of the season was <laughs> Harris would get more touchdowns uh, than what they posted at six, six and a half. Uh, yep. One, win. And we were chuckling. Josh Dell from CBS Pittsburgh. Ryan Cheesy. We would chuckle. LeVon Kirkland I had on. Chuckling. Because we knew how much he was going to get fed. And I had Watt to win the defensive MVP. I cleaned up on Pittsburgh last year. And I'm not a Pittsburgh fan. Cleaned up on them. So this year, kind of the same thing again. To lose with Pittsburgh, they would have to go under 500. I like the team total over. I kind of look at Pittsburgh and I say, I kind of want to take a stab at them at, at you know 
more than three to one odds to win the division. I'm not going to put them on the Super Bowl. And TJ Watt doesn't have great odds to win Defensive Player of the Year, although I think he can do it. Um, Harris's touchstone to- touchdown total is certainly up. But I-, I think that this team is a little underrated. I think Trubinsky can ride this team perfectly fine. I think when Pickett does get in here, it's going to be good. The Dotson thing, I'm still a big fan of Deontay Johnson. I like Fryer Muth. I like him. I like this defense. How do you not? Let, let's see how many wins we can find for them. Look, at Cincinnati is going to be tough. Home against New England? I mean, it's home. You, you got to say you got to say they have a, sh- a shot to win that game. You know, at Cleveland, they're getting one to two wins there. Jets at home, they're two and two after four weeks, and they could be three and, up, uh, three and one. They could be four and up. I'll give them two wins there. At Buffalo, not going to win that game. Tampa Bay at home, it's a tough one. Then at Miami, Philadelphia. So I got them three, maybe four wins before the bye week. Okay, and I'm being very, very, very leaning the other way here. Very generous. Home against New Orleans, that's a win. Home against the Bengals. I don't think they're getting swept by the Bengals, but okay. At Indy, at Atlanta, home against Baltimore, at Carolina, home against Vegas, at Baltimore, Cleveland. Guys, it's a, this is a nine-win team, 10-win team. It's a nine or a 10-win team. They're going to be in the playoff race. And that's a nine or 10-win team, and I'm expecting fully sitting back and expecting this team to struggle with at the quarterback position. Uh, look, I think that they're going to be better than what people will make them out to be. But what what if? What if Mitch Trubinsky, who did make the playoffs two years, right? What if Mitch Trubinsky can tap into something and be a pretty decent quarterback? What if Kenny Pickett is the guy we all thought we saw when he was down there in Pitt? I mean, maybe. At Pittsburgh last year, with all their issues, all their problems, went 8-10 and 10 against the spread. And Pittsburgh's tremendous defense. Ben couldn't get the ball out. Nothing happened. Oh, they went you know, 10-7 and seven against the spread uh, for the under, which makes a lot of sense. How about the Cleveland Browns? I, I mean, I can't talk intelligently about this team. I, I honestly can't. I'm sorry. Do not put a dollar on this team one way or the other. You want to take a shot at, like, Nick Chubb leading the league in rushing yards? I like that because it doesn't matter who's handing them the ball off if Jacoby Brissett is. They're going to lean on him even more. If Watson is, maybe that opens up some running lanes for him. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. But I can't talk intelligently here because I don't know when Watson's coming back. You know, it, it, I have to talk to you guys with, I don't know, suspend him for eight weeks. He comes back after week nine, you know, uh, which is their bye week. So he's there for 10, 11. Well, at Miami, at Buffalo, Tampa, at Houston, at Cincinnati. Baltimore, New Orleans, Washington, Pittsburgh. Their schedule's tough. Look, there's nowhere that I could put the Browns except in last place until I know about Deshaun Watson. So with the information I have right now, Deshaun Watson, even if he comes, even if he misses eight games, Cleveland's in the last place too. I think Pittsburgh can win this division. I think Baltimore can win this division. I think Cincinnati can win this division. I'm going to say that Baltimore does win the division though. I, I'm high on Baltimore. I'm a little bit less than I was I mean, I was pounding the table screaming that this team was it was absolutely going to win the division. I love the odds. I loved everything about it until the, Deshaun, the Lamar Jackson contract situation. I think Cincinnati is just bound to take a step back. I'm still a little unsure about Pittsburgh. I think that they may make a playoff run. I think that they're over 500, right? Uh, but I am sold on Baltimore to an extent. If Lamar was fully signed and I knew he was happy, I'd be all in on Baltimore. Because their talent is just off the charts. I like the coach. 
I know that Lamar has a problem winning in the playoffs, so, you know, you want to talk me down off the Super Bowl ledge, that's perfectly fine, but I think they can win this division, and I'm getting plus money back. I'm getting more than two-to-one money back on my money. All right, let's go to the NFC. Green Bay Packers have been on top for a while. They seem to win 13 games every single year that Matt LaFleur is there, but it's the same script. Aaron Rodgers gets to the playoff. Aaron Rodgers chokes in the playoffs. Yes, yes, he does every year. Now you take away Devontae Adams, and the team is more centric towards, okay, we're going to run the ball. And they've been setting this up. That's why they drafted A.J. Dillon when they had Jones on the team. We're going to run the ball. We're going to a running team. Not that we don't trust Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, but that's what they want to do. That's what Matt LaFleur wants to do. Aaron Rodgers puts you in a position where you almost don't want to do that, though. Now, look, here you go. I'm looking at this Green Bay team, and I'm going, it's hard to say they're not going to win the division. I don't like their odds because they are minus money. I'm minus a good chunk here. I don't like their odds to win the division because I think that Green Bay can have that big step back. They might take that huge step back. Aaron Rodgers is still a weird guy, man. He's a weird question. He's got weird, like, tattoos now. It looks like he's a dream catcher. He's coming in looking like Nicolas Cage out of the con air. I mean, he's just a weird dude. And a weird dude without Devontae Adams, could this thing could spiral out of control. I mean, outside of the running back duo, which I do like, he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to, and he could get frustrated. We've seen him get frustrated with his teammates. We've seen him get angry and surly with his teammates, with his coaches. Things could unravel fast in Green Bay, so you cannot put your money on them. With that said, look, looking at the schedule, how do you not find 11, 12, 13 wins again? At Minnesota, home against Chicago, at Tampa Bay, home against New England, uh, neutral site against the Giants, come back against the Jets. By the way, wow. At Washington, at Buffalo, at Detroit, home against Dallas and Tennessee, at Philly, at Chicago, late by week of 14, which is always really good. Uh, the Rams at home, at Miami, Minnesota, Detroit, to close it out. Uh, look, they're, they're another, it's going to be another good season in Green Bay unless it completely unravels. You know, they were 8 and 10 against the spread. Uh, I'm sorry, 8 and 10 on the over under last year. Uh, against the spread, look, it's Green Bay. They're always going to be a little overrated, but they still, still the, the second best team at twelve and six, second best covering team last year. That that says something. But the team that I think that there is going to be some value in is the Minnesota Vikings. They are away from the old way of playing, which is just run the ball basically into the lights. They're away from that because they have a new head coach. Kirk Cousins is a serviceable quarterback. Justin Jefferson to lead the NFL in touchdown catches. Justin Jefferson to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Justin Jefferson to lead the NFL in receptions. Justin Jefferson to have a Cooper Cup type of season is where my mind is and where my money's going. I like Justin Jefferson to explode this year. Now, Dalvin Cook always seems to get injured here or there, and I think that you know that could happen again, but I am all over Justin Jefferson and that Kirk Cousins connection. You look at the Minnesota Vikings and you look at the plus money that they're getting back to win the division. If you believe that Green Bay could spiral out of control behind Aaron Rodgers, this could be good money. And they started off week one against Green Bay and they get Green Bay at home. At Philly, Detroit at home, New Orleans uh, on a neutral site, Chicago at home, and at Miami before the bye week. Guys, they very well could be 6-0 going into their bye week. Now, I think they drop it at Philly. And and I think they either drop it at Miami or home in week one against Green Bay, but I'm not saying for sure. I'm thinking that four and two or five and one going into the bye week, and it very well could be six and zero. Oh, and they come out of the bye week at Arizona at home, very easily could be a win. At Washington could be a win. At Buffalo will be tough. 
Dallas, New England, Jets at home. Boom, boom, boom. They win in two or three. At Detroit, another win. Home against Indy, home against the Giants. At Green Bay, at Chicago. I'm going to count it down right now. Okay? I'm going to tell you right now. Opening day against Green Bay in Minnesota. I think they win that game. I'm giving them one. I'm going to say they lose to Philly. I'm giving them the win at at home against Detroit. That's two. New Orleans, neutral field, that's three. Chicago is four at home. At Miami's five. Arizona at home, that's six. I got them at six wins already. At Washington, I think they win that game. That's seven. At Buffalo, no. Dallas at home, New England at home. I'll just give you one win there. That's eight. The Jets at home, that's nine. At Detroit, you know, uh, they're, they're due for one of these fluky games. I'll give them a loss there. Nine. Indy at home, all right, we'll say Indy comes in there. Well, the Giants aren't, that's 10. Then at Chicago last week, that's 11. I got them as 11, maybe a 12-win team, guys. Minnesota is my biggest bet for team total over, guys. Minnesota, I, I, I can't find a spot where the Minnesota Vikings don't win 10 games. I, I just can't find it. And the over-under for Minnesota, depending on where you're looking, you could find it at nine and a half. You could find it, you know, I know it was nine early. Nine, Guys, Minnesota is the team here. I don't understand why people don't like them. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why people would not be betting on Minnesota. It doesn't make any sense to me. The Vikings should not only be in the mix. First of all, they're, they're getting two points in week one, which I, I kind of like that, okay, with, with all that is going on and, and how that all kind of shakes out. The Vikings have improved. The Vikings are in a spot where you, you look at it and you go, the future odds, look, I'm not taking them at 50-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, okay? But I don't have to. Take a shot on them and, and you take a look and you go, well, yeah, maybe last year, 9-8 and eight against the spread. They, they were you know, an over team last year. I think they can be even a more over team this year, the the Minnesota Vikings are one of my best bets. And I'm trying to find a way uh, to figure out why people don't like them. And I just can't do it. I can't figure out a situation why people don't like them. I, I think that they are very potentially the best bet in the preseason. Detroit Lions, well, Detroit's going to have another tough year, but I think that they'll be better than, I, than most people expect. Um, they were 11-6 and six against the spread last year, which was the fourth best in the Detroit was phenomenal against the spread last year. Detroit also 7-10 and 10 as far as the over-under went. Their schedule, you know, look, they get Philly, Washington at home, and Seattle at home, three of the first four games, sandwiched with Minnesota. So they could start off well. The, the end of the season, they could end off well, too. Jets, Carolina, Chicago, and then at Green Bay. Guys, they can start and end well. But their schedule is very weak, but they're, they're a weak team, right? I mean, you still have to play Buffalo. Still have to play, obviously, Minnesota and Green Bay twice. You still have to go on the road at Dallas. Still have to go on the road at New England. The Lions can shock some people just because their schedule is navigatable. I like Swift. I don't like what Goff does, but I think he's better than advertised. Their offensive line is better than we've seen. And I'm looking at the Lions and I'm saying, you know, what's a fair estimate? Can they can they get to eight wins? I don't think so, but they don't have to to cash it. They 
Seven wins cashes their total. And I, I, I tend to lean to the over with them. And then the Chicago Bears, which seemingly everybody is down on. I have seen their win total as low as six. It opened up at seven, quickly was bet down to six and a half. And I've seen it drop to six. Nobody likes what the Bears are doing. Nobody. Now, Roquan Smith getting into camp is very, very important. Now, uh, Robert Quinn did come back. That is good. I like the coaching change. I like Fields. I like Mooney. I like Montgomery. I like Komet. I like that the Bears went out there and got two offensive linemen, experienced offensive linemen. Sheriff is a good offensive lineman. I don't think the Bears are going to be world beaters, but I don't think they're the worst team in the league, and that is kind of what they're being portrayed as the worst team in the league. You know, I look at their schedule and I go, I hate to say it, but the Bears could be a thorn in people's sides if Justin Fields can kind of find a little something that made him what everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah, look, week one, San Francisco, it's in Chicago. I I know it's a turnover. They will be underdogs. They should be underdogs. I get it. I kind of lean to Chicago there. Now, for the purposes of this, I'm not going to give you know them a win, but plus six and a half at home opening day right now, I'm hoping that gets to seven. I'm hoping that gets bet up to seven. I'll be all over that. So, and then they go to Green Bay. So we'll say 0-2. Houston, at home, I'm giving them a win. The Giants, I don't care. It's on the road. I'm giving them two wins. At Minnesota, they'll drop. Home against Washington, three wins. At New England, they'll drop. At Dallas, they'll drop. Miami, Detroit, both at home. Guys, Miami, Detroit, at Atlanta, at New York. I already got them with two wins. I think that at worst, they go two and two there, right? So that's four wins. And that's at worst. I think they could win five. Home against Green Bay, they'll lose. Coming out of the bye week, Philadelphia at home, Buffalo at home, at Detroit, at Minnesota. Look, I have this team at about seven or eight wins. I think that they do well. Where you're talking about the teams that they will be, I think they beat Houston. I think they beat the Giants. They beat Washington. I think that they beat Miami. I think they beat Detroit at home. They beat Atlanta or the Jets on the road, and they can beat both on the road. They can beat Detroit on the road. They can beat Minnesota back at home. This is a team that, you know, I'm waiting it, waiting it out, waiting it out. This line dropped at seven. I didn't like it. I didn't like the Bears to win eight games. I wasn't going to take that. I didn't love the Bears to win eight games. But I, I thought that they certainly could win seven. So when it came out and it was the Chicago Bears turning around and it was a seven line, I didn't touch it. It dropped to six and a half with everybody pounding the under. You get plus money to go over there. It dropped to six and a half, and I said, mm, still a little bit rich for my blood. It is dropped and dipped to six in some spots. I think that there's now a buying value. Here's the thing I'm waiting, because people are pounding the under. I might get a five and a half. And, and here it is. I think that the Bears win, like I said, seven or eight games. I might be able to get a five and a half. I get a five and a half line. I'll be all over it. So overall, guys, look, I, I think that we have some interesting divisions here. I think Cincinnati can be a playoff team. Baltimore wins the division. I see some value there. I think Pittsburgh can be a playoff team. I do believe that Minnesota wins the division, and I think Green Bay could be a playoff team. We have a division. Last week, we only had one division winner for each that I thought would make the playoffs. I could see two, maybe even three teams in, in the North, in the AFC, making the playoffs. I'm going to go Baltimore plus the money, plus 225 or so to win the division. But I certainly could see Cincinnati holding it up. I like the over. 
for everything with Justin Jefferson on a personal level. I do like everything with Pittsburgh uh, to win that win total over. And the Minnesota win total, one of my best bets of the preseason. All right, guys, it's going to do it for me here at Sports Garden Network, Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N. Make sure you guys write in. I want to hear your comments and thoughts at Facebook, at Twitter. It's hashtag S-G-E-N. Have a very good week, everybody. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.